Blog Talk Radio. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the second half of Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys. Also, check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Um, I just got off the phone with Tochi Onyebuchi about his book, Riot Baby. I'm going to be giving away some copies, so you definitely want to follow and find out how you can win. Well, this morning, I'm speaking with a great director, Arthur Muhammad. Let me get him on the line here. Good morning, Arthur. Are you still there? Oh, yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. All right, so we're live now, and I want to thank you so much for calling, you know, being on the show, taking the time out to come on and talk about your wonderful movie, The Little Voice. Thank you very much for having me. This movie, I mean, I just got off the phone with an author, and he was dealing with um, the issues of incarceration also. So it was funny. I, I didn't even purposely, it's just weird because you guys both chose the same date. And it was like, wow, this is so great, you know? <laughs> I mean, not great for people to be incarcerated, but, you know, um, just great in terms of, I guess, I don't know, synchronicity of the universe type of thing. Um, your movie is dealing with the young man coming out. Uh, tell, tell the audience just a little bit about the film. Well, the film, is the name, again, the name of it is The Little Voice, and the main character, Malik, uh, he is released at the beginning of the movie. And so you kind of see, uh, you know, the life he left behind and what it has turned to as he, you know, is tries to come back into society and, you know, just get his life back on track. And uh, so he starts that process and he's faced with challenges and obstacles that he has to overcome. And I don't want to give too much away, but um, – it's his little voice. It's his conscience that sometimes we quiet, you know, we kind of like quieting down that that's trying to guide us in the right direction and on the right right path, but we fail to listen to it. And that's what, you know, tries to assist him along the path of him not going back to prison. Now, where can people see the movie? On what um, medium? How can they see the movie now? They can see the movie on uh, Amazon. Uh, you can catch it on iTunes, Vudu, uh, Google Google Play. It's also playing if you have Urban Flix or Urban Flix account. It's there as well. And um, I think Netflix. It's on Netflix. Um, not, on, not, not on Netflix. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. All right. We're gonna get there though. We, that's what, hello, Netflix. Yes, We're ma'am. Now. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, he's dealing with family issues and he's dealing with, um, you know, girlfriend issues. Did you speak with prisoners? Did you go into a prison? What was your research um, for this film? Well, I know people (laughs) that have been to prison personally. And, uh, you know, actually I did another film a few years back called Carter High. And that was about, and I went to Carter High, and that's about a group of guys, you know, that was playing football. We we all played football together. Mm-hmm. And they actually lost their scholarships because they started committing robberies. 
and mm. end up, ended up going to prison. So I'm from very familiar, you know, with it. So the research was was, was at was, your fingertips, right? <laughs> now, what do you think some of the hardest things that a person coming out of prison have to face? What was the like the thing that breaks people and maybe makes them go back to a life of crime? You know, I think it's different for each person. Like, for example, Malik's character is 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 it very much resembles the characters of my, like I said, my previous movie of my real life friends because they they personally wasn't bad people. Mm-hmm. They just so happened to go do a bad thing, you know, make a bad choice at the wrong time, get caught, and pay for. The, the the you know the crime, right? Whereas right. in some cases, someone else may commit the same crime, same exact thing, and and be given probation. And we so, say somebody else. I'm going to say that's cold word for people who are transparent, a little lighter, handed right. than yourself and eyes. You know, <laughs> um, that's right. <laughs> I mean that's that, know, that, that's that's absolutely right because actually with uh, my friends the same exact thing happened to uh, another uh, high school that was a base, basically a predominantly white high school and it, these guys got probation whereas my friends ended up getting like twenty five years they didn't mm. serve that much time but Keith Campbell uh, he was a friend of mine we stayed in the same neighborhood he got twenty five years Derek got twenty years. Uh, another guy got 16 years, so it's just, but, and these are like 18, 19, at the time when they got sentenced, maybe, maybe one of them may have been 19, but for the most part, they was like 18-year-old teenagers getting this kind Mm -hmm. of time. Yeah. Yeah. What do we know at 18? What did you know at 18? Right. I mean, you know, we didn't know anything about life, really. Right. Uh, What was, what was to be? You know what we could be. You know the possibility. Um, now let me ask you this though: They did do a crime, so shouldn't they face the time? I mean, right. I hate to say right. that and, phrase, but you know what I mean. Right, and I I think that you should. I think the consequences should fit. You know, basically the crime that you commit, and at the same time, just be consistent across the board. Why should mm-hmm. it matter if you got a better attorney? And someone else probably have to get a public defender, but y'all commit the same crime. But because your attorney got a way that he can get around the law and he can break down certain words and, and certain things, you know, as far as the offense goes, and you don't have that same luxury to get that same type of type of attorney, you should get more time. Mm. Now you know? let me ask you this: There's a lot of um, laws being changed around the land um, so that small amounts of cocaine, even small amounts of marijuana. These things will supposedly not hold um, – it's going to be legal, you know what I mean, and you won't have mm-hmm. to be arrested for it. Let me ask you this. Do you think the people who committed crimes that had just a small amount of marijuana, a small amount of, amount of cocaine, uh, heroin, should they be released out of prison now? Uh, yes, I, I think that law, if you're going to do it for the, for the people now, I mean, if, that, if that's going to be a law that you're going to basically – allow people to get caught for those small amount of marijuana or cocaine, whatever it may be, to avoid going to prison, then yes, I think somehow that law should be, I think they call it retroactive, where everybody that is in for the same time, you know, for the same type of thing, yes, 
I think that's only fair. And I think that's the point of the justice system in and of itself and why us as black people feel like it's, which it never was really created for us in the first place. But at the same time, when you, you, you don't find it out until you get caught up in it. And you're like, wait a minute. I thought, well, this is a whole different system that you're dealing with now. And that's, that's like one of the biggest issues, especially in America, and especially for black people, is that the the justice system is not, it doesn't apply across the board. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, that's kind of like what Malik dealt with in the movie because his crime was conspiracy. You know, and I, I dealt with that a little bit, just a little bit, because a lot of people that I met in prison for a conspiracy to sell drugs. So it's not like they get, they got caught with it, but you they, what what they were doing back in the day, you can actually have people informants to just say, "Well, he sold me something." And that right. alone would be enough to have someone go to prison for conspiracy. Now, let me ask you this. How did you get into movies and why are you interested in making movies? And you could have been something else. But why? So why? How, why the movies? And where? How did you get into it? What inspired you? You know, when I was um, in elementary school, I actually had did a, we we had a, a I don't know if it was a science project or what, but I just remember I don't remember too much from elementary school, but I do remember this project, and we had to take like an action figure and take a picture of it, and then we move it a little bit, and then you take another picture, and then you move it a little bit, and you take another picture, and you move it a little bit. And then when you took oh, all so those I think images, we got a little. I think we got a little. Just could you repeat that? I think we got the, the sound cut out a second. Yeah. So just start from the beginning of where you, um, why, how you got interested. I'm sorry. I, I just heard okay. it, it kind of went out. Started again, oh, no please. Okay. So yeah. So um, uh, when I was in elementary school, we did a project. I don't know. If, I can't remember. If it was a science project or what? But we had an action figure, like a little. You know, a little action figure, like a. I hope they know what an action figure is. Yes, <laughs> but it's like a I little think we'll toy. Know what action figure you... is. They still have toys. They still have toys. Everything's not video now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we had to take the action figure and we moved it a little bit, and then you take a picture of it, and then you move it a little bit again, take a picture of it, and you move it a little bit again, and then we took all these images and ran them through like a projector, and it made it look like he was actually moving. Like it was like okay. it was walking, yeah. and I was always fascinated, you know, about that. And, yeah. and a lot of these things came back to me after the fact, Joy. But what what happened was, um, I my only job in high school, I worked at a movie theater, okay. and I would watch movies all the time. And I remember watching Do the Right Thing, Spike Lee movie, like over mm. and over and over and over again. Yes. And yes. I was just fascinated with the with the colors of it and how I it, even watching it it made you feel hot and and that that was something he was going for the heat of the film mm-hmm. and that heat of that time in the summertime. Yeah. And I was fascinated with that. And so my friend, uh, one of my friends in high school, had a VHS camera. So, you know, that's a long time ago. <laughs> you said what a kind v- of camera? What, what kind of camera is that? A VHS <laughs> camera. <laughs> v as in Victor, H as in I know, right? We can go to 8-track or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, 
and, and, and I would always, we would shoot like little skits and stuff. And I, okay. in my mind, I never thought about, you know, being a filmmaker or a director because we just didn't have that type of mentorship or anybody, you know, around to say, you know, I didn't know I could do that and, you know, make a living, you know. Yes. So I went to SMU on a football scholarship, and lo and behold, they had a cinema program. And that's when I realized, like, wow, you can actually major in, like, making movies? <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. So that that's what, that's when I really, you know, really started to focus more on it. But at that time, my whole mindset was playing football, maybe go to the pros. Yeah. So I still didn't get too much into it, but just so happened, I left SMU. Got into it with the coach. Oh, transferred. oh my God. I have to tell you, I'm sorry. This is why people are beeping. Um, Biden won. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at that right now. Okay. Are you looking at that? Because I'm like, what the heck is people doing? Um, <laughs> so um, anyway, I just, wow, I'm so happy right now. I don't know how you feel, <laughs> but I, I voted for Biden. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do the other thing. I'll say thing. I can't even say thing right now. Um, and, and, you know, part of it, look at this. You had the ability to get a master's degree from Vermont College of Fine Arts um, in film, and but you didn't even know that that was something you could make a living out of. And I think this is one of the keys for young people, African-Americans, people of color, Latino, Native Americans. They don't have the future in front of them on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? They don't have the yes, characters ma'am. in front of them on a regular basis. They don't have the people in the legal system for them. They don't have people in film. Like, you know, they don't have that, so they don't know that they can do that, that it's a possibility, you know, and that's right. so important. So your film is also important because you have, you're, in, you know, employing black actors um, mm-hmm. in major roles that are good. You didn't hire them because you know, I don't know if you know them, but whatever the case is, they're still good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're still good. And I think we want to be recognized talents and not just um, a favor. But we still right. need a little in. Affirmative right. actions, we still need that little in, you know. How did right. you get treated in the film industry when you went to, say, film festivals and uh, other places where you had to showcase your film do you feel you got treated equally as a black filmmaker? Well, when you if you know they're at different festivals, so you have the black film festivals, and then you have uh, more predominantly white film festivals. And I uh, tend to not do too many festivals anyway because I know okay. whether they all, in some form or fashion, are political in a sense. Yeah. So, but going back, speaking with. Um, when you were saying about the actors and everything like that, I, I most of them I know personally, and they mm-hmm. all are very good. And BET uh, loved the film, wanted the film, and the only drawback was, man, I wish you had, like, familiar faces, like mm. what they would consider familiar faces. And that yeah. was one of the main things, the main reasons, I did this film and cast it the people that I cast is because they are good, but they just don't have that opportunity. So I'm like, okay, what I did is put the movie out basically myself. So again, iTunes, Vudu, Amazon, mm-hmm. check mm-hmm. it out, Google Play. And I said, well, I'm going to create 
or help them become familiar faces. Because right. we can't, for independent filmmakers, I don't. I think you you put us in a box when we always have to use the same people over and over and over again, and you got all this. Talent. I mean, can you even afford? It's like that's another thing. You want to get Sonalace on the. I mean, can you afford to have her on your film? Right. I mean, that so that that whole that whole theory of like you don't have familiar, but then I'm an independent person. I'm just starting. How am I going to get right. familiar when I don't have the cash? You know, unless you had some venture capitalist, you know, back right. you you know, on the, on this situation. But I think also when the person comes out of prison, they need a chance right. to do something. <laughs> I, I feel they paid their time. So now they're out. So we need to give them a chance to go to the next level in their lives legitimately. You know, I mean, your movie is about that same thing. Right. Um, yes, I, I feel um, that, that it's about the same thing. Now, I could see a sequel coming out. A, a few people, a few people have said that they said they could see a, see a sequel. So that's that's interesting. Because in doing it, I never thought about doing a sequel for that film, but I have gotten that a few times. So I mean, seriously, I, I don't want to give away, but I mean, you know, he came to a certain point, right? But that's not the end, you know. Oh, no. And then once he gets into that <laughs> new arena. I mean, I won't say what, again, I'm trying not to give it away. He gets into <laughs> a new arena, there's going to be things he's going to be dealing with there as well, you know? Absolutely. And his relationships with his family and things be tra- will be tested, you know? And, and, and the little voice could still be there. Oh, yes. Oh, the little voice should always be there. That's the, <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless, we keep it lo- unless we keep it locked up, hint, hint. <laughs> right, right, right. Where, where did you listen you know, to your voice? Was there ever a point where you didn't listen to your voice, your inner voice, your inner monologue, and be like, "No, nah, I can't, I can't go that way. I gotta go, I gotta do this because of whatever, whatever." And then it was like the wrong choice. Do you remember something like that happening to you? Where it was the wrong choice? Well, maybe not the best period. choice for the moment. Um. It's yes, it's been several times where I <laughs> where I had that intuition or I had that little voice saying, you know, and it's simple things though. You know, it, it, sometimes it can it has been bigger things, but I know specifically recently mm. and this is this, this this is simple now and we may all do it, but this is just a simple example of that little voice, right? So okay. I am I'm driving I'm on a I'm on a shoot. I just finished wrapping up another film, and I'm leaving one set, going to the next set, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 previously, like a few days ago, maybe or weeks before this moment, I'm on my cell phone and I'm on a highway, right? And I'm like, okay. you know, you're not supposed to be on your phone. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I almost hit something. That was like right in the middle of the highway. So oh wow! Ever since then, I've the, my the voice seemed like it's become louder and louder. Like as I get on the freeway, as I'm getting on, I'm like, I I this particular time <laughs> leaving this set, I heard it like <laughs> loud. And I glanced <laughs> at my phone. I glanced yeah. at my phone just momentarily. I put it down, glanced at it, looked up. There was like a uh, something in the middle of the road, and I hit it. 
it's like right in the middle of the road. And if I was looking at it beforehand, I could have probably easily avoided it. Ended up getting a flat mm. blowout, had to pull over, still made it to the set. But that's like a simple example of it. But now yes. on, a, on, a, on a bigger level, and this is on a positive note, before I actually proceeded to really get deeper and deeper into making films, yeah, I had someone that I that I really looked up to, and they was like, you know, in a sense, saying, you know, how you know this is what you're supposed to be doing. In a sense, talking me out of being a filmmaker. Wow. Right? And, you know, this is okay. not what you're supposed to be doing. Blah blah blah. So this is like really, really. It like it, it was it was really bothering me, so I'm I'm meditating, and really trying to figure out because I love making movies. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I love you know telling stories. So I'm meditating, thinking about that, and this analogy or correlation comes to me, like when a baby is formed and you have mm-hmm. the sperm to strike the egg, and it at that moment it starts to form an image and you start mm-hmm. to create, you know, the child in the womb. Well, then my mind goes to filmmaking where the light goes into the lens and it strikes the film, mm-hmm. the emotion wow. of the film, and yes. it creates an image. And then the baby in the womb is in the water, triple darkness, where it begins to develop. Well, film, you have to take it, and then taking it to what they call a dark room, dark place room. it in soup, in soup, what they call soup, which is water, yes. and yes. it has to be processed and developed. And then film travels through the camera at 24 frames per second. Well, they say how thought travels at 24 billion miles per second. Mm-hmm. And all these different little correlations started coming to me. And then when you make a movie, you have a character. Well, as a child, when he comes out, he begins to have character. Right. And all these little correlations came to me when I knew at that moment, nah, bro, this is what you need to do. <laughs> this one's going to be Who are some of your um, famous uh, the filmmakers that you look up to? That they could be living or dead, doesn't matter. Well, Oscar Mouchard, uh, who's, okay. who was like, like one of our main ones who kind of like really – got it started for us as black filmmakers. I look up to him. Spike Lee, I have to give my hats off, you know, to him for okay. just this, you know, this time. Uh, I like uh, Robert Rodriguez and uh, the other filmmaker in our, in, in our two. He's okay. a um, filmmaker who's won several Oscars. Um Robert Townsend, you know, I think he's done, you know, very well as far as on the independence, you know, independent side. Right. Now, um, what type of film do you use? I know there's, like, different types to look, like, when we see a TV show versus a film. I mean, what what are the differences? How how do you decide what type of film to use or camera budget. to use? I mean, is, is it based <laughs> on the camera? I don't know. You know, I'm new to No, I, no I said budget. But budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I have like I have my own cameras, but at the same time, depending on the budget, like hopefully I should be maybe doing a pilot pretty soon, and the DP I may be using he has a Airy Alexa, 
which is a very, very good camera, which I had never had the opportunity to shoot on that one. But like a lot of times, if I hire a DP to shoot the mm-hmm. movie, yeah, then I tend to choose the DP based on the equipment that he has already at his uh, disposal. For the simple fact, so you don't have to worry about renting a camera, okay. you know, which can, of course, increase your budget. So uh, I've used my past, the little voice we shot with the Black Magic, another movie I have coming out, we shot with the Black Magic. Uh, we just shot with a Sony, another film. So I actually have, God willing, two films coming out next year as well. Well, you're going to come back on the show, right, to talk about those films? Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, okay, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. definitely, definitely. Um, now let me ask you this. Do you think you're going to listen to that little voice of the people that have been watching your movie that says we need a sequel? Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> If I keep if that little voice keep coming, <laughs> I may have to look at that because again I never actually uh, thought about that. But what, but it's, I'm glad that you said it because like I said, other people have said it, and that alone is part of that little voice as well. Even though it's coming from the outside, but if something keeps happening over and over and over again, that's even like when I have a screening for a movie. And it may be a certain situation, and the audience. You do a Q and A, and the audience. You do a Q and A, and the audience keep having the same comment, and it may be a negative comment, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. And I take that and look and say, well, dang, maybe I need to look at that anyway. And then it may be something that I was already feeling, and they just confirming it. <laughs> so then I go. Right. And make that edit and make that change. So, considering the fact that you've said it and other people have said it, <laughs> I look at that. Well, thank you so much, Arthur, for coming on the show today. Um, just want to let the people know again. Tell them where they can watch the film, The Little Voice. Please check out The Little Voice on iTunes, Voodoo, Amazon, Urban Flicks, Google Play. It's also on YouTube for rent, or just go to www.thelovevoice.com or thelovevoicemovie.com. And you can see everywhere that you can catch the movie. Well, thank you so much for being a filmmaker. And I'm glad that you listened to your little voice. And I hope to see more films from you in the future. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much. All right. You have a wonderful weekend, okay? All right. You do the same. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I just got off the phone with film director Arthur Muhammad about his film Little Voice. And you guys definitely want to check it out. It's a really good film, some really great acting on there. Um, It's not a big cast, but the cast that he does have are really powerful. So you definitely want to check it out. I'm also going to be giving away copies of Toshi Onyabuchi's book, uh, Riot Baby. So definitely follow at Joy Keys on Twitter, uh, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys on Facebook, and Saturdays with Joy Keys on Instagram. You guys have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week. Stigma may not directly affect you, but it harms the one in five Americans living with mental health conditions. Which prevents millions of people from seeking help. So do yourself and everyone a favor. Go to CureStigma.org and get tested for stigma. So, you want to be a hero. Here are some ways to get the job. Hunt down that killer shark. Or run into a burning house to save a kitten. Luckily, there's an easier way to become a hero. 
Call 911 if you see someone experiencing the symptoms of stroke, sudden weakness on one side, or trouble speaking, walking, or seeing. Stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. You'll be a real hero. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke. 